Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. Uh, you know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com. I'm going on the road. That's right. So these will be sporadic. Well, they'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. Anyway, so I'm in, uh, yeah, that's not going to air. Whatever. Uh, you know, JackieCation.com, Dork, uh, feel free to donate. Feel free to buy a CD or a t-shirt or, uh, send me two bucks for a magnet if you live in the United States or three bucks if you don't live in the United States for obvious reasons. If you would like a ranger of the Dork Forest patch, like you're some sort of Boy Scout, send me five bucks, and uh, if you're from out of the country, six for obvious reasons. Uh, yeah, I do stand-up comedy. Feel free to come and watch me do it. It's uh, exciting times. I'm going on the road. We're going into uh, the holiday season, and I'm going to be uh, performing a lot all over the world. So check JackieCation.com, the schedule page, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all of that nonsense. But sitting in my, uh, my house, very lovely house, is I'm a huge fan of Lindy West's, and now you're here. Hi, Lindy West. Hi. Lindy West writes for Jezebel, and uh, and I could possibly go into the history of how I found Lindy West on the interwebs, but uh, you should all—it's uh, all linkable, and it's all hilarious and smart and funny and great. Thank so you. welcome to the program. Thank uh, you. She has with her her fella, her sweet pea, uh, stand-up comic, friend of the people, writer with Hari Kondabolu, one of my favorite people. Aham, how do you say your last name? Oluo. Aham Oluo. Got it. All right. But your website is? Nowimfine.com. <laughs> Nowimfine.com. And you do stand-up, right? I do do stand-up. All right. You said do-do. I did. <laughs> that was fun for me. <laughs> Just for a moment, because I'm 11. And uh, so I asked what your dorkdom was, Lindy, and you said uh, one of my favorite things, which is, well, it's juvenile, uh, f- uh, not science fiction, but fantasy books. Yes. But almost everybody likes that. It's one. It's a paraphrase on one of my favorite things here in the Dork Forest, which is, yeah, but everybody loves, everybody collects shot glasses. <laughs> no, no, everyone doesn't. Uh, so you have a unique dorkdom, and it is, uh, you like young adult uh, fantasy. I do. And you brought a couple of books with you. I read, I read a lot of young adult stuff. Yeah. And uh, how about you, Aham? Do you read the young adult? I do not at all. At all. No, no. You, what? What? Uh, let's let's digress real quickly before we dive into what yeah. promises to be a twenty minute conversation about young adult <laughs> fantasy. What do you read? Um, a, a lot of what I read is way more exciting than that, which is college textbooks on jazz history. So. Slow the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Maybe yeah. one day we could just talk about why jazz is fun. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's, it isn't fun. No, it's not. I don't, under, I, I don't know why anyone that doesn't like uh, that's I that's what I went to college for and that's what my training is in, in, Musically. Uh, in music. I'm a musician as well. Are and you in addition to doing stand up comedy? You play uh, what? What do you play? Do you play I, the? I the play trumpet? a, a bunch. Of, I, I do play the trumpet uh-huh. and uh, the trumpet's my main instrument. Clarinet, bass clarinet. Um, oh, I played bass clarinet in marching band. I no, played bass clarinet in middle school. Shut and, it! Come on, up high. Uh, to uh, the music store we go. <laughs> to the music. <laughs> three bass cl- uh, and not marching band, obviously concert <laughs> band, marching band. I played trumpet and uh, poorly, poorly. That's right. Uh, I played all instruments poorly uh, because I didn't uh, do the thing that you're supposed to do, which is practice. And uh, but I loved it. I loved band more than life itself. So you guys are band dorks as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I I gave it up halfway through high school because I wasn't like good enough to bother. But okay. he was really good. I don't know. We had, we had, we had an amazing marching band. Uh, and my and I was going to quit in junior high. And my sister said, if you can stick it out till high school, the marching band director is amazing. And so it came to pass. But you studied jazz and played music in college. I, I still play music. That's my that's my main source of income. Oh, right more so than stand up comedy. More so than stand up comedy. Hard it's to a, believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to believe. First of all, that you're making money doing music, and then uh, stand up comedy being. Le- I mean, neither of those two things is what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't make I don't make a lot of money at all. I mean, right, right, but th- and that's fine. But I mean, <laughs> I like that you chose the. You're gonna do some art, man. Yeah, you're yeah. bringing it. <laughs> um, Where do you play out? Uh, I play uh, a lot. Recently, I've been playing in a band called Hey Marseille, which is an indie rock band. Okay, we're uh, I'm kind of we're kind of in the middle of a tour that I'm flying in and out of. Okay, and so, so you tour the states or do you do international? Um, we're touring the states right now. We're, okay, we're going everywhere. And what's that band's website? Uh, it's HeyMarseille.com. Marseille is in the city of Marseille. Yes. All right, yes. ah, the French. Hmm. <laughs> 
They like a thing. They like a thing. (laughs) All right. So you read old textbooks and current textbooks and what the new theory is on jazz? Um, Yeah, basically just it's it's the vast majority of the books that I've read throughout my life. The first the first like book that I read cover to cover was my mom's jazz history textbook when I was in college. And then I just got addicted to it. And I have I mean, I have these like literally 2000 page books of just they're just guides to uh, like a huge bulk of all the jazz albums ever released and right. just sort of dissecting yeah them exactly looking. okay um and i've read all of them cover to cover and many times many times yeah that is a dorkdom he's always trying to like he'll be like lindy what i'm gonna need you to do right now is read this autobiography of this jazz musician and then I get like halfway through. Some of them are really good. I know, but there's no dragons anywhere, <laughs> first of all. Like, I mean, I try. I No, I'm going to finish that the, Miles book. The Miles Davis autobiography is amazing. I'm going to finish it. I'm For finish anyone, it. anyone should, everyone should read it. Everyone should read it? What's yeah. it called? Miles. It's called Miles. Yeah. Catchy. Yeah. Here's, uh, I, I saw one. <sighs> wow, this is the worst. Uh, classic, classic moment here on the Dork Forest. Jackie can't remember uh, what music. Because live music for me. Uh, I was born 107, and so it's often very loud, yeah. <laughs> and so I have a problem. So, uh, but I did see in Provincetown, Massachusetts, in 1989, a famous trumpet player, <laughs> trumpet player, and that man would have been. What do you, what do we got? Give me a couple it's, of names. It's gonna drive it's gonna drive me crazy that you don't remember because I'm gonna. It is be, sad because he asked if anyone in the audience had any uh, dental floss on him. He said, "You know, I can will not be able to play this trumpet uh, <laughs> unless and I for some reason I'm out of dental floss and an older lady." That is some that is some good crowd work. Right <laughs> <there>. <laughs> it is it is at that and the lady could not have been more psyched. It'd be like if you're like, "Oh my God, he's using my dental floss." And, Did uh, you get it back? <laughs> uh, I, I believe he threw it out, which we can only say thank the baby Jesus and uh, because that's too much um yeah yeah famous famous trumpet player I'll look into it I'll look into it I'll right. see if there's some sort of uh, um you want to just name trumpet players in rapid succession and see if any of them ring a bell um does not, Miles Davis play the trumpet Miles Davis does play the trumpet yeah. was he alive in 1989 uh yeah he was alive in 1989 could have been him why don't I just the thing is, is what, yeah, just say Miles Davis. <laughs> you guys are you guys are from Seattle, yeah. and it's funny when people come to visit. When I drive around, if I see somebody on the on, on the people are always like, I want to see famous people. So whenever I drive by, like like if I'll see like ten years ago, I'd see a hipster, and I'd be like, look, it's Heath Ledger, and I'll just make shit up. So uh, let's just say it was Miles Davis. Yeah, it, was, and yeah. it was amazing. And cut out the old lady with the dental floss and say you gave him the dental floss. <laughs> by the way, exactly. Why won't I just bring that entire story up a notch? Seriously, turns out partied with. Miles Davis in 89. I don't know what you guys Floss party. <laughs> it was awesome. All right. And now, uh, yeah, let's talk dragon books, man. I'm right. in. Did All you right. read the Dragon Riders of Pern? See, no. I don't know. I feel like... That's interesting. Some of it was, like, too much for me. <laughs> like, oh. I feel like I don't even... I, I have really complicated feelings about this. Have you tried? This. Um... Who wrote that? You, that uh, it's Anne McCaffrey. Anne McCaffrey. I think I tried. You I will think, be leaving this house with several. Aham's going to hate you. He's constantly <laughs> trying to get me to read grown-up books. And I'm like, nah. You know what you learn when you read a fantasy book? You learn about morals, man. You learn about heart. You yeah. learn about, about emotion. You learn about honor. It's true. It's and beautiful. you learn about feminism from some of them, which I did. Wait, Lady Knights, right? Lady Knights. I can't imagine that's the best way to learn about those subjects. It's a pretty good way to learn about <laughs> subjects. <laughs> You're like, no, the best way to learn is to read a nonfiction book about the nature of uh, nobility. Yeah. I mean, there is, there is a part of me that feels like I should explore that realm and get to know you better in that you way. You do? But unfortunately, that part of that's me beautiful. is like 4%. <laughs> it's, it's just a very small amount. I've read like 50 pages of that Miles Davis book for you. Right. And and this and you, book looks like it's about 50 pages. Yeah, you can't even make it 10 pages into In the Hand of the Goddess by Tamora Pierce. There's yes! there's sex in it. They have Wait, sex. They have sex? Is, yeah, is it it's sex not, with a dragon? It, no, no. Uh, Look, they both have swords. Is it gay sex? Well, that's Get a girl. It? Oh, is that a girl? Yeah, I know it. They both night. have swords. Oh, they do both have swords. Right. No, there's no... There are gay characters sometimes in her books. Right, right. But uh, let's see. 
No, Can not I read one. the back of, yeah. uh, of In the Hand of the Goddess? Please do. Own it. Own. This is the safest space in the world. Uh, no one who is who ever felt the sharp edge of Alan's sword would think to wonder about the young squire's true identity. Only Prince Jonathan knows the astounding truth that Alan is really a young woman named Alana. With amazing upper body strength, obviously, right? Yeah. Okay. As and Jonathan's... I, she trains twice as hard as the boys. Well, that's how it is. That's yeah. how it is out in, out in the real world, too. Ladies got to train twice as hard. <laughs> you got to be twice as good. Alana has sworn to protect him from harm. She can handle physical attacks easily enough, but warding off evil magic, especially when its source is unknown, is something else entirely. It takes all of Alana's considerable skills as a warrior as well as a budding magician to unmask the mysterious sorcerer who is intent on destroying her prince. But when she does, no one is more terrified than Alana to find herself face-to-face with none other than the prince's own cousin, Duke Roger. That's unfortunate. That is he a dick? <laughs> Raj. <laughs> he's, Raj. He's such a dick. What a tool bag. Yeah. Duke tool bag. The most powerful sorcerer in the land. Alana is a charming heroine. This series is marvelously satisfying. School Library Journal. An action-filled <laughs> adventure novel. Recommended. Fantasy Review. It is all true? Absolutely. 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 So, and this woman's name is? Tamora Pierce. Tamora Pierce, who I've seen on the shelf, but I've never read any of her stuff. Oh, it's great. Is I it? mean, okay. It's a little... Um, no, this series is great. This this Alana series. Sure. And then she proceeded to write like five more sort of iterations of the same thing where it's like a girl in a in a boy's world. But right. I love them all and I have I right, can't stop reading them. A girl in a boy's world is one of the greatest stories of when you're a girl. Cuz yeah. cuz boys get to do everything fun in your head. Boys get away with everything. Han Solo? Are you kidding me? Uh boy, I always wanted to be Tarzan's boy when I was a little girl. <laughs> and uh and then uh and my imaginary friend was a was a 12-year-old boy named Steve who had a dirt bike. Oh, so uh sure, he was very adventurous. I don't know if you know about his work, but uh, <laughs> so you just like stayed home while your imaginary friend went dirt biking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No, hey, you like, you like asked to go. He's like, I don't know if there's room on the seat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I could boost you on the handlebars. <laughs> we, we would wander the, the small factory town that I grew up in together and he would walk is what I'm saying is that, uh, and, but then we'd go over by the quarry and he'd have his imaginary bike. I was, uh, I was wandering very loosey goosey as a tiny child, eight years old, wandering the four square miles of <laughs> South Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So, yeah, so she's written pretty much the same book, but in different settings, like well, yeah, and a dozen times. Yeah, there's like, so there's different versions. Like, there's one where the girl, like, finds out that she can, like, talk to animals. Sure. Which is awesome. Right, um, who doesn't want to talk to yeah. animals? There's like, like, uh, that one, I'm still, like, halfway through that series. I haven't finished it yet. Oh, okay. Um, right. is, this, is this a new series? When is no, she, this when is old. She start? This is from, like, maybe... The 60s or something? No, no, no. Like, maybe the late 70s. Okay. This one, and th- but she's still writing. Okay, um, let's see. Oh no, this is from 1984. Okay, all right, early second, This is the second in a series. All right, um, but yeah, I, you know, I feel like I don't really count as part of this like YA fandom because I don't like. Right. I just have the really super- specific the young the the young adult fiction people. Like it's a huge thing. Like there's a million blogs, and there's people who like keep up with it and read all the stuff. Right, and more, and and then the stuff that bleeds over more, like Harry Potter and yeah. Hunger Games. Sure. And I mean, I've read both of those. Yeah. I could talk to you about Harry Potter for a year if you want. Uh, I could talk back at you about Harry Potter for <laughs> no, it's like fantastic. <laughs> I have seen one of the movies. The movies that's, are. I mean, that's, that's no, no. That's the it. movies it's are irrelevant. Not, I, yeah, the movies I, are. No, I, I've been informed this <laughs> by several people. If you look over on that bookshelf, uh, all of the I have the Brit, I have two sets of the Harry Potter books, both the British sets, hardcover and soft cover, so I could lend people the soft covers. Aww. You do have one of my favorite books. What is right that? There, the Stuart Lee book. Uh, oh, uh, the Harry Condobo. Who told me that I was in it, and so I bought a couple of copies of it. I, it is talk about the densest nonfiction book ever. That's a uh, what's what's the name of it again? Is a how uh, how I almost killed myself or how I'd killed and how that I escaped I, my certain fate. How I escaped my certain fate. Stuart Lee, uh, Rangers of the Dork Forest know that I am a huge Stuart Lee. Yeah, fan. I, he's my absolute favorite. On yes, the planet. it's uh, I got him, Dana Gould, and Maria Bamford. Those are my three and, favorites. And, and you're uh, mentioned on one of the specials as well. That's what because uh, we worked together. We yeah. did a four week run in Australia, uh, and for some reason, he mentioned he's very specific when he tells a story about because uh, in. 
in that book, that, that stand-up book, he does two hours of his stand-up that he transcribes. Yeah. That no comic in the world would think, Everyone would want to read this, <laughs> except for Stuart Lee, who's like, yes. I mean, but, but what he does on stage, I don't think he thinks that most people would want to listen to that. I mean, that's... Right, right. He has no interest in... He's like, you may want to listen yeah. to this. You may want to read this. And if you do, I'm going to annotate every joke and tell you what uh, what made me think of it. Well, and, and, and my history and, and the future of it and... One of my favorite things is in, um, I, I guess he has a new one coming out, but the special from 2009, uh, the, uh, the one about the, 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 the Muslims or the, no, 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 the, the terrorists? No, the most, the most recent one I think that's on DVD, uh, God, my, my brain's not working right now. Uh, I'll put it in the notes, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, but in that one, it's, you know, it's in this beautiful theater, but the whole time you see people walking out. <laughs> you see, you see people walking out throughout the whole special. And, and the crowd, like, actually dramatically de- decreases in size throughout the oh. filming of a special. And that's fantastic. I, it's kind of fantastic. Like, I'll tell you, Zach Galifianakis has a couple of albums out and all of his bonus tracks are of him eating it. His bonus tracks are him doing jokes that you've heard him kill on this album, but him doing it to frickin' crickets, to people yelling, to people, and it's, it's one of the most, I mean, it's, I never die, so, you know, I yeah. always, I'm constantly <laughs> being carried off stage by, by, a adoring fan, so it's hard for anyone to really focus. No. Anyway, but, um, yeah, it's such a, a gutsy thing to show that. Yeah. But, but Lee, but Stuart is like, he celebrates the silence like nobody I've ever met. Like Tignataro comes close, yeah. but nobody even. I if if I ever have that amount of courage, I mean, it'll be amazing. I won't have a career anymore, but if I'm able to go on stage and do that, I will do it, and no one will want to see it. But but if you kept doing it, yeah. someone might care eventually. It'd be beautiful, man. You gotta you gotta do it from your heart. Man. I would come once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> you. How, is your attendance on uh, on the stand up and uh, uh, music fronts? I'm very devoted. Yeah, you're on board. You I'm come on board. To the shows. I okay. do. Sometimes yeah. he's like, "Don't come to the show. Can I just hang out with my friends?" <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're irritated, <laughs> right? Well, because you worry about your partner. You know, you're just yeah. like, "Okay, so uh, is he going to be bored?" And it turns out uh, he is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be. It's not that. And and if I go up, uh, he's like. And I'm like, well, let's go after my set. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm, uh, not always, but I'm sometimes I'm a dick and I gotta go home. And yeah. he's like, no, no, we're out seeing a show now. Now I'm seeing a show. So yeah. I'm going to watch the entire show. So have a seat, get yourself a beverage and let's do it right. Yeah. I'm, I'm the opposite where I'm like, I'm going to come to your show. And then I'm like, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm sleepy. You're done. <laughs> come on. So let's do this. I've already watched five comics. Yeah. It's been fantastic. So I don't know. I'm a jerk. But that, but no, it's it's, it's uh, that's great. I mean, there's only so much comedy people I think can be expected to see, you know, because you live with but, them. And- but little known to most people, Lindy West does stand up every once in a while. Is Gosh. that is that on? I did not know that. Are you it's- doing some? Because you're seriously. Before we go back into the world of dragons, uh, let me answer the phone. Sure. <laughs> it's important <laughs> that the damn phone rings every episode, <laughs> every freaking fracking show. God. Name not found. Anyway, if somebody, you know the hilarious thing. I'll just edit this out. <laughs> so, what's going to happen now is I'm going to turn off my cell phone, which is now due to Brighton. Right. And it's very I'm wise. Grab some more coffee. Do you guys want sodas? We should have brought more beer. No, I'm, I'm okay. All right. I'm good. I'm still halfway. I have half of a beer left. Uh, she would fight to the death to save her prince. This book is so good. <laughs> This book is really good. I feel very emotionally connected to these characters. Oh, really? Why? You can talk. Um, <laughs> I don't know, just because, well, we can, I don't know. <laughs> what brings you to Lady Nights? Um, like, what brings you to Lady Nights in, in your reading? Well, um, when I was little, my dad read out loud to me every night, and he, and it just started with, like Narnia and Lord of the Rings. Okay, and so, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings yeah. and all that. And my dad uh, was a, like a voiceover guy, so he had this like great voice and um, oh, made it interesting. Yeah, and it was just so so. I grew up with that, and then I started reading really, really young, and then right. I um, 
So I just started reading the books that he would read to me. And then I was like, uh, and then I don't know. And then I just, that was sort of my, I, that my brain got wired to, to want to have like, you know, magic happening at all times. And did it, did you only read ma- books about magic or did you branch out and read like mercenary books or Westerns or anything? I read everything when yeah. I was a kid. I mean, everything I could get my hands on. Right, right. Like Hardy Boys or Nancy Drew. Or- that was a little pedestrian. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it, was like a, it was like a little boring to okay, me. Okay. Yeah. yeah there, so- were, there was no magic. There's absolutely no talking animals. Well, How about the they- Red Wall? Yeah, I read those. Yeah, I read those, mm-hmm. and they, they, I mean, those are ridiculous, but also I, but I like Who doesn't them. like a mouse with a sword, I, man? I mean, Come the, on. Those are so weird. <laughs> they're super weird. <laughs> but the first one's amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, I read, I read them until I got to an age where I was like, okay, I can't, this is, I, I have like these weird prejudices, even about, like, I guess it just comes from, oh, interesting. where I'm like, that's, that's, that's the line. too dorky. I don't know. I'm, I'm 14. I think that my talking mouse with a sword time is done. Then you will not enjoy the comic book series Mice Templar. <laughs> it's about Templar knights who are mice. Is that real? That is real. And it is adorable. <laughs> no, and, uh, and dark and great. Well, But and now the older that I get and the more... You may go back. Yeah, the more secure I get mm-hmm. with myself. Right. You know, right. I'm, now, I'm now able totally. to talk about... I mean, I mean, five years ago, if I'd been in a relationship with Aham, I would not, I would have hidden my Tamora Pierce books. Oh. All like right. in a safe. Right under, right. under the floorboards. And, uh, and now I'm just like in bed like a doodly doo. <laughs> this is what's happening. This is my shit. You know, the thing is that's way dorkier than the books are like, she somehow managed to find copies for her MacBook Pro of like, like early nineties, like uh, <laughs> fantasy computer games. Oh, the text ones? Yeah. No, 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 no. No, there's a lot of text. I don't. No, 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 no. Not like. Are they combo? Uh, like LED text or no? Like like uh, like adventure games? Yeah, like yeah. King's We're- Quest. So the okay. the early ones are. I mean, it's never just text based. Okay. Like where there's like graphics, but the early ones you have to type in like look at brown thing. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> like, you find a brown thing. Right. Well, open brown thing. Right, right. Yeah. Um, the Lord of the Rings one is a classic text. Uh, I always died of starvation over <laughs> down by the Withy Windle, and uh, I would end up just down by that river, just and no Tom Bombadil shows up to save me every time. What the fuck, full Tom? Of rage, full of rage. <laughs> there's no Tom Bombadil. And, uh, yeah, so, but I love that, and there's one that I have on my Mac Classic that's still, I have a Mac Classic in the garage. Uh, guess what? That's probably available online. Someone has, uh, made, made some sort of, they've pulled, it's called, um, uh, Adventures of Doom, or Tower of Doom, or uh, something of Doom. Mm-hmm. And it is, uh, a tiny little black and white, uh, cobblestone, uh, looks like a castle, mm-hmm. and then there's a scrolling, you mm-hmm. know, and then you fight different monsters, and you go up these stairs. You gotta find. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I'm. I, it, it's very much early '90s. Yeah. How and about Scarab of Ra? No. Do you remember that? No, Scarab of Ra. Oh, it's so good. What it's is just it? like an old timey Mac game yeah, where yeah. you go through this. Um, you're you're going through like an Egyptian pyramid, and you have to sure. find. It's great. So basically every level is just a maze and you yeah. go through the maze and, and there, you, you, fight. you encounter things such okay. as uh, like these fucking dickhead monkeys that steal your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the monkey stole your lantern. Uh, great. Now okay. you have no lantern. Yeah. the li- There's lions. Mm-hmm. Oh, the lioness mauled you. There is mummies. Okay. All right. That zap you. Okay. Uh, and the else? game is challenging, right? Yeah, it's super hard. Yeah, and which you, is classic early '90s game where they're just like, you know, the only people playing these games are nerds, and they're yeah. going to play them for 13 hours a day, so might as well make it a challenge. Yeah, and I don't have the patience for that anymore at all. Like, right. I get through a couple of levels, and I'm like, oh right. my god! Right. Like, I wish that I played Skyrim. I wish that I played Portal Two. I wish that I played all these things. But what I really want to do is not. Uh, <laughs> 17 hours in front of the television uh, relearning how to use the PS3 controller and then yeah. play the last game I swear to god and it's it's I'm going to lose some dork cred here but uh the last game I played was a uh, Prince of Tide uh, uh, Prince of Persia Sands of Time. Oh, I got like a third of the way through that and then I was like, Ugh. "It's amazing. It's beautiful."
beautiful. Yeah, it is. But then yep. I'm like, okay, now I, I run up the wall and then yeah, I yeah. jump to the, uh, yeah. and I jump. fell again. Uh, <laughs> like I start over. I can't and, do it. Right. I, and there's, but there's this little niche of games that I, that are, I, again, I have this weird little box that, of things that I like where right. I can't, like, I, okay. Cause we can't like everything. You right. can't. But some right. people, like, so, 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 okay, so there's these adventure games, very specific. They're not role playing games. Like, there's none of the stuff where it's like, no, I upgraded my greaves or whatever. Where okay, like, so it's not, it doesn't feel RPG, but it's, a, you but just it's, walk around right. and you'll be like, so they're RPGs, they're like Zelda. Yeah, but there, there's not usually combat. It's more like you solve problems. Oh, like, those are puzzles out, sir? Kind of. It's like you find, it's, it's sort of like you unravel this story. And yeah. you, so you like walk around, you're like, I, I'm a prince and I walk around and then you're like, you find, you like see a Final thing on Fantasy the ground. Too. I haven't I played Final Fantasy 2. It's for the Game Boy. But you, there's no verses at all. There's no like, you finally meet the king and then to get the crown, you have to actually fight that dude? Almost, some of them have a little bit, but usually yeah. not. More, it's, it's usually just more like, figuring out the... Yeah, it's like you find, I found like a honeycomb, and then later <laughs> I found like a dog being attacked by bees, and then I'm like, uh-huh. put honeycomb on dog, and then the bees are like, mm, and then the dog is like, you are, I am your friend now, and I will, now I'm gonna do you this favor, and then, I don't know. Uh, what game is that in? Cause that's awesome. <laughs> I want to play that game. Like, yeah, you made it up. So okay. yeah, but but it's very like uh, I, I don't like having anxiety that something's gonna kill me. Oh yeah, I don't. I, I get tons of anxiety. I guess if it's I, like I played one Final Fantasy thing where there was like fighting, where it's like turn based, so yeah. you can just sit there and yeah, do, yeah, and that's relax. It, you, but I still usually. I still find that boring. I don't know. Okay, I, I just I, I'm very like story focused, I guess. And right, I, right. So did you play that uh, the King the the key? I don't know the don't, Disney key game. Oh, that where it's like the Disney characters that yeah. fight each other. I tried. Yeah, yeah. but again, I get scared. <laughs> Even, even that was frightening because there's like monsters. We have a lot in common, Lindy West. You're uh, you're you're on the safest uh, tree of the forest here. Oh, so fantastic. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. People who say that they people's dorkdoms are very specific. They're like, oh, you must like my dorkdom because you like the dork forest. And I'm like, well, I would love to love your dorkdom, but I also have to. I'm busy, like, because I I do a lot of reading of comic books, and then I read science fiction and fantasy. Yeah. And then I also read a little bit of nonfiction. And then, uh, that, do you know what that means? I watch almost no television. Right. So people are like, what do you mean you're not watching, uh, the greatest Doctor Who series in the world? And I was like, I would love to watch the Doctor Who series. I'm busy, uh, trying to catch up on what the X-Men and Wolverine are doing. Yeah. So it's hard. I can't even imagine wading into comic books at this point, having not read any <laughs> for my entire life. I mean, it's so big. How, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't well, have no idea. I kind of feel that way about music. Like I'm deeply uncool. I don't know how to listen to music because there's so much music and it's like embarrassing to me because I don't even know. I'm doing a live I, podcast. She yeah. literally will not let me see what's in her iTunes. <laughs> really- literally will not let me see what's in it. Do you fear mocking? Yes. Yes. And also because it's not like curated it's just like the weird shit that <laughs> ended up in curated. there. No, so it's not like I feel like you would look at it and you'd be like I can't even now what what's something that's embarrassing in there? Uh I don't know, I can't. It doesn't everyone's but, got like all of a sudden it's like the the theme song from Annie. Right. You know, and you're just like, no, I will never be cool in anybody's eyes. It's, it's there's nothing to be done. But um yeah, I have yeah, and it doesn't matter cuz like my iPod touch is hooked up in my car and so I have it on shuffle and we get in the car. And Andy, he loves a weird, like, like, tortured lady singer from the, (laughs) from any age, quite honestly, like a Kate Bush, like a Laurie Anderson. And it's very beautiful. Sure. Uh, I enjoy the Fountains of Wayne, uh, cause I would like there to be (laughs) possibly some singing along. And, uh, yeah. And so, but I don't know. Like when I discover a new band, like I just did uh, a music festival. I did Bumbershoot. Oh yeah. And then I did before that I did Outside Lands, which is in San Francisco, yeah. and uh Someday was playing. And not Someday. Someday's the name of the album. Granddaddy. Granddaddy was playing. Oh, yeah. okay. But Someday was the last album of theirs I bought, which was from I believe 1993 <laughs> yeah. or 2003. One of those, but I still think of it as my new album. When <laughs> it comes out like because I don't know. Like what you must listen to a great a lot of music. Yeah. What do you uh what what would you recommend? Is there new jazz? See, I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't I you know the thing is I don't 
I don't really listen to much jazz anymore. I it's okay. all I listened to from the time I was probably seven years old until mid high school. Can I yeah. say that he is a complete freak? And if we are out at a restaurant and there's like jazz playing in the background softly, he'll be like, "Oh, uh, September 1952." Like, oh, it, nice work, it, nice work. That's a beautiful thing to happen. It's crazy to me. And it's then he's not like, really applicable to anything <laughs> except for like, annoying people. But well, I mean, but the thing is, is that obviously you have that in your head, and you're like, someone should know. So yeah. I, I actually recognize this. This is yeah. amazing work is being done here. No, even if he doesn't recognize it. So my dad was a jazz musician, and really, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, that's and that. And yet you, not so much with the jazz. What, uh, what yeah, did you play? What did, what was piano okay. and, and sang. And, and Aham is like, yeah, your dad plays, your dad's p- playing is precisely like from 1953. Like he progressed up until 1953 and then he stopped changing his style. Like, okay. Not a bad thing at all. Not no, a, no, it's just, a, it's crazy good to year. me. Good year. Yeah. Like, good if, good like year. I don't understand these How things that, yeah, it? these things that you know. It's because it's, it's a very specific, you know, I mean... It's it's my brother Russ will tell you things about 1961 and Lady Crooners and he he was I had to buy he was like I bought three albums he said the best pop singer of the 20th century is Nat King Cole and I was like I have his Christmas album and (laughs) you know the thing is Nat King Nat King Cole that people people think about him as a singer he is an incredibly important piano player that's what that's where Russ will go off on a tangent about how his singing is nothing it's nothing compared to his piano playing literally he started singing because he showed up to a gig where he was backing a singer the singer didn't show up there's like a contract that there was supposed to be a singer. Right. And he was like, okay, I guess I'll do it. And then he just sounded like that. That's and he sounded like, and people were on freaking board. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, so it's, he said, you gotta get Nat Kinkle, Brenda Lee, not, not Peggy Lee, but Brenda Lee, who's like 14 and is a teeny bopper kind of gidgety kind of stuff. <laughs> and then a woman named Ruth Brown, who, uh, sings about how she loves a guy, I'll hit her. And, uh, you're like, and uh, that's when I stopped listening. I was like, you know, I'm not saying he doesn't have a good beat and the kids can't dance to it. I just can't possibly listen to you talk about, you know what I like? A guy is strong. <laughs> throw me around like he's, no, no. Take I'm him back. uncomfortable. I, I am made uncomfortable by your lovely voice. <laughs> Yep, brought it right down to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Starting over. Do you know Ruth Brown's work? I don't. You know, I've, I've never been much of a singer person. I definitely have, like, my my favorites. Uh, like Rattle Hel- a couple. Let's hear them. Helen Merrill is... is Merrill? Helen Merrill is as, one of my... As in the shoe? M-E-R-R-I-L-L? Yes. All right. Uh, Helen Merrill is an amazing vocalist. Very uh, undersung. Who's that velvety dude? Who does the, those weird songs? Oh, Scott Walker. <laughs> yeah, I love Scott Walker. Scott, the the mayor of uh, the the yeah. governor of uh, his <laughs> amazing work. I, I, his the 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 songs he's written about uh, organized labor yeah. are, <laughs> are amazing. They're they're full of anger. And, and no, let, uh, let's Scott, tear down the union. Scott, Scott Walker is a, he's not in the jazz realm at all, but he he's an interesting figure in the fact that he was a, an American. Uh, didn't really have much of a career in America, moved to the UK when I think he was 19, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe a little bit before then, and then became a huge pop star in, in Europe, uh, still pretty unknown in America. And what year is this? So he, this is like the, the mid, like, so it's like the kind of early mid sixties that he was part of the Walker brothers, which was like okay. a, pop, a pop group that was really famous in Europe. And, then he just got weird really quickly and Uh-oh. just started making really weird music. He actually has a new album coming out like next month. Oh, that, um, is he like a hundred? Yeah, he's, he's, he's an older a, guy. He's, but... he's pretty old. Uh, there, <laughs> there's a people never stop working. But anymore. he was he was he basically like threw away all his fame to make really weird music that's really interesting and great. It's it's some of it's a little weird for me. There's a, a documentary about him where now he makes a type of music where they show him in the studio yeah. and they have a, a mic up to a side of beef that's hanging in the studio and there's a guy punching it <laughs> and, and Scott Walker's just like, it doesn't sound right. We should get a different side of beef. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and there's a vegan somewhere yeah. crying. I don't think that's what the purpose of beef is, Scott Walker. <laughs> and uh, that's hilarious though. It's Sometimes, like I, it's it's with art. I have a hard time always getting it, 
I mean, I understand. Like you, you have to. It's in, in stand-up comedy, people keep pushing an envelope. You know, they're like, I want to make this. I, 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 I got to do something new. I got to do something new. David Lynch, Mulholland Drive, perfect example, mm-hmm. where I felt like he was sitting next to me the entire time, hitting me, going, "How weird am I? Am I weird? How weird am I?" But it was, yeah. So I mean, sometimes with art and sometimes with music, I just want it to be. I, I, it doesn't have to be Bill Bailey, you know. Yeah. Won't you come home? But it, it's got to be. It doesn't have to be the Kiwanis Club uh, songbook. But uh, <laughs> though I like that, that's good times. I like Kiwanis Club. Well, so what? What indie rock are you listening to? Um, what about that fun period, people? Nah. It's, oh, you I love mean, that song. I, that song that's, I, I mean, as a band, I'm not into that song. Is a very catchy song. Yes. That, um, I'm really into the new Grizzly Bear album. I think it's all right. Astounding. It's right, right. You said wonderful. that in a very shy voice. You're like, I, I hate to say that I like a thing because there might be someone cool. Out. No, no, no. Cool. Oh, you're dork. Own it. Own it. I am. I am completely confident in the things. <laughs> the Grizzly that I love. Bear. Yeah. All right. What is? Who is the Grizzly Bear? Where are they uh, Grizzly, from? They're from. Uh, they're from Brooklyn. Uh, All right. And uh, they are uh, they a guitar rock band? Kind of. Um, they. It's a four person band. They all sing. They're all. Uh, Excellent musicians. Okay. And, uh, they all, yeah, it's, it's. What's the name of the album? The new album is Shields. Shields. I, I like, like that. that. Name. Yeah. <laughs> we both. Reminds me of, you know. Sword and sorcery yeah, stuff. So. Is, there, is there good stuff happening? And, are they talking about magic at all? Uh, I, I'm, I don't. Is it like about a guy fighting a bear and the bear has like the spirit <laughs> of a slain warrior inside of its heart? I, I'm assuming. That's. <laughs> I've decided that if I would have, people, do you guys have tattoos? Are you tattoos? I, I, tattoos, I don't. So. You do not? And, uh, I, neither do I. Do you have a tattoo? I, I have tattoos. Yeah. What, uh, uh, what is your favorite tattoo at this time? Of, of my of, your own. of mine, um, I, I just have two on my oh, arms. Okay. Um, I'd say this one's my favorite. So I, I have two daughters, and when my older daughter was four, mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. drew a picture of me playing the trumpet, and that oh, is that picture. That is that picture. Um, that is adorable. I don't know if everyone out there can see this. Right, but, we'll uh, take a picture. Just take a picture of it. I'll put it as a as a bonus image. And then uh, <laughs> and then really nerdy. I have a Radiohead quote on my other arm. There you go. Ra- see, music dork. That's yeah. it. Perfect. What's the quote? Uh, I'm not here. This isn't happening from How to Disappear Completely. All right. Today. I actually uh, copied the text from the, the font from the liner notes. I was going to say, what is the font? Uh, it's it's a font that was created for the album. And, uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, basically, I, I had that turn into like That's a completely awesome. alphabetic font that I uh, that yeah. I had put on my arm. A friend of mine, Karen Rontowski, has a tattoo uh, of something about the angel Michael or something on her shoulder. And uh, she decided that she, she just got added to it uh, the outline of a post-it note <laughs> <laughs> so that it looked like it had been slapped on her back. <laughs> and uh, and I was trying to think, because I don't, I don't want a tattoo. I'm good. Uh, but uh, I thought, if I were 19... If I if tattoos were as huge as they are now, the tattoo that I would have gotten would have been of Nightwolf from Mortal Kombat Ultimate Mortal Kombat, who is the Native American character who has a tomahawk, <laughs> and I would have put that on my ankle. <laughs> and I would be an entirely never different too person. Late. Never it too is late. <laughs> uh, genuinely too late. <laughs> well into my forties, so over, no, not happening. You know, I always thought, speaking of yeah. my dorkdom, that if I were to get a tattoo. I wasn't, I wasn't planning to talk about this, but you reminded me. Yeah. I would get one of these illustrations from these, from the, um, the John Arneal, uh, Wizard of Oz series, uh, illustrations, which are very lovely and beautiful. Illustrated by John Arneal. That's not the cover illustration. Right. It's like the, inside. The Road to Oz by so, L. Frank Baum. Yeah. Is, are these Wizard of Oz, like, fan fiction? Like, no, no. Or? There's 14, there's 13 sequels of The Wizard of Oz. Written by the person who wrote The Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Was The Wizard of Oz written by L. Frank Baum? It was. See? This is why I have a podcast, so that I can learn things. And I have read all of them. I I have these little tiny slivers where I'm super obsessive. Yeah, So I've read all of them. They're very weird. Like, they're not, like, super well-constructed and, like, deep as books. It's really, it's like, they're all kind of the same, where it's like, a ragtag band of characters. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Like, and it's always just, like, a different combination of the, because there's, like, you know, a hundred different characters that he's created, and then, like, in, like, various combos, they wander about the land and try to, like... and they get into adventures. Yeah, and they, like, go from village to village, and each little village has some theme, like, oh, everyone that lives here is is a utensil. And, like, (laughs) like... 
<laughs> it's literally like I'm, it's a talking fork, and then you have to get out of town before they, you know, impale you on their tines. Anyway, this is a womb. Yeah, um, that is that is very much a couple of uterines. You should and, put uh, that. That is very a tattoo right yeah. there. What uh, what John uh, John R. Neal? What image might you enjoy? Like one uh, of the no, really well, cool. Well, I do, of course, like uh, Polychrome, the Rainbow's daughter. She's very beautiful. She's all right. That'd be nice. Um, and what would you do? Would you would you go shoulder? Would you go hip? See, then it then it gets tricky. Okay, I don't like. I've, I don't ever. I'm probably never going to get a tattoo, but I have strong feelings. Right, right. Please. I don't like any kind of a leg tattoo. Maybe a thigh is okay, but I do not like a calf tattoo You're for some reason. So many people. I know. Right I'm really sorry. Well, that, but no, that's all right. It's. I mean, the thing is, is is it you? There's a very specific. Body type that can look good on somebody, you know? Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah, like, like arms. You have to have really nice arms to do tattoos, unless you're gonna do an entire sleeve, and right. then you are the illustrated man, and then you die at the end. Right. So, uh, but the, yeah, but, but like an arm tattoo. Yeah, it's like, if no especially one- Especially on a woman, you look super butch. Yeah. Unless you could carry it off, which a lot of women can do, but, uh, I don't think I, I would be one of those Yeah, people. I don't know. Yeah, I feel, sometimes I feel like I'm, yeah, like, I don't, I don't mean this in the way that it's gonna sound, but I feel like I'm not pretty enough to have tattoos, because like it, uh, it's like com- And yet you are a good looking human being. Thank it's you. It's all very working much. out for you. I, well, mm-hmm. thank you. That's Your regular nice. features. I, I didn't say it like for that purpose, but no, you know like really- No, you were- Like you know how like really pretty people will, like, like models like wear the frumpiest shit, right, right, and they, they have the worst haircut, right, and they do the they, like- Yeah, they can make everything, like the person who's that good looking person in a magazine can wear, you know, a pillowcase, and you're like, right. oh my god, you're so amazing. <laughs> but that's because their their punum is a good looking, you know, like they got the bone structures yeah. to carry it off. No, I, but I, I, yeah, so you know they they, 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 they can do like the septum piercing and they yeah. they're, and they're like, like the giant earring and where like, you turn so, your earlobe into a hole. Yeah, it yeah. just feels like bragging to me. Like, look at me. I'm, <laughs> like, yeah, we get it. We know. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, you're wearing right. that like oversized man's shirt and the mom jeans or whatever. Right. Like, congratulations, you're you better than to, me. Right. I know. But yeah, so I kind of feel like I have to be really careful with my tattoo placement so that I don't just look like I plonked something on my like <laughs> dumb body. <laughs> um, right. Well. That's certainly what I like is some people can own their dumb body. Like they're just like, no, this is what I look like. And yeah. you know what? I think I'm going to get a neck tattoo of a choo choo choo. You you own it, brother. I mean, I work really hard on owning my dumb body, but like, right? Because I don't want to make it more difficult for myself by putting by putting a choo choo train. Right, and then all of a sudden you're self conscious, and you're like, yeah, I met a guy once who wanted to go mad, and so he took a lot of PCP, and uh, it worked out for him, and. Uh, <laughs> Because he was, when I met Result him. Result oriented. Right, he was. Uh, when I met him, he had gone mad. And what he had done is he had gotten a train around his uh, neck, and then he had sawed off his own ear. Oh. Yeah, yeah. This is Minneapolis in the 90s. Uh, somebody was a moron. And uh, so feel free. Guess what? If you want to be mad, if you want to go insane, turns out attainable goal. <laughs> get yourself a cocktail of some sort of drugs. But he had sawed off his own ear and to make the smokestack. And uh, I want to know, I want to meet the tattoo artist who did that, because that's not cool either. The but, tattoo artist didn't have to do the sawing. I don't, I don't know, because when I, I didn't know him, I met him. I met the guy that hung out with him. And I was like, why would you hang out with that guy? And he was like, I've known him since high school. He used to be really nice. <laughs> you know, it's really, it's really hard to, it's really hard to just have a business that does one thing, though. I mean, I, I was Oh, there's going to be a lot of tattooing slash ear sawing places yeah. opening up. Right, and as a tattoo artist, you sort of have to be open to <laughs> tattooing things in weird places and being available to do weird things. I suppose. Yeah, like I don't watch any of those shows either. Those. If I had shows, to get an ear removed, I would have no idea who to call. So I mean, it's- yeah. Well, you know, that's interesting. It gets into really interesting ideas about personal liberty. <laughs> it's true. Like those people who want to have their limbs amputated, and it's like, well, it's their limb. I mean, you know, those people right. who have like a sexual thing or not. not. Oh, there's people wow. who are like, I, I bet you if I never Google that, <laughs> I will win. <laughs> there's a sex thing where people want to have the, I, yeah, I th- uh, well, I think there's probably like a sex version and then a non-sex version, but there are people like who, furries. Yeah, 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 no, totally. But there are people who are like, it's almost, it's kind of like, um, uh, uh, you know, I mean, it's not like this, but, <laughs> but like people, like being people who are transgender, where it's like, I was born my body is is wrong. Is, is a woman? I need to be a man, right? And people mm-hmm, are like, mm-hmm. I was born with these legs, but I wasn't supposed <laughs> to have them. And 
And there's and doctors won't just take your legs off. Turns out. Yeah. yeah. So I mean maybe if I you think go, we should be clear that those are not the same thing and we are not no, equating those are not the transgender same thing. with Yeah. Oh right, right. Uh but there are people who probably who think I shouldn't have legs and thus it is like that. That's how I think that's how they conceive of it. I don't I I I, I don't want to have we turned into reavers? What the <laughs> fuck is going on? Oh Aham doesn't know what that is because someone won't watch Firefly with me. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, did you like Star Wars ever? I I do. The original Star three Star yeah, Wars. Yeah. Okay. The only three. Star right, right. The yeah. only three Star Wars. Uh, think if Han Solo had a dramedy. That is what Mal uh, on Firefly is. Okay. It'd be like because it's essentially it's Han Solo has an hour long series. There are only fourteen of them, and uh, and there's a lot of good looking people doing a lot of very funny things and very well written. You might enjoy the television show Firefly. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I'm a big fan of uh, Adam Baldwin from one of my guilty pleasures, which was Chuck. Oh, yeah, Chuck. Uh, the first three seasons. Yeah. It got weird when uh, when they just they were like, no, you will like Chuck. You will like it. NBC <laughs> would not stop renewing oh, it. There was the, the weirdest period of time in Chuck. Yeah. When, when they, so they were about to get canceled yeah. And then they had like Subway stepped in and, oh, right. and was like, Subway was like, we are going to be the sole financial support of this show. Right. We are going to save two. And then they had the weirdest product integration I've ever seen. I think it's in the third, somewhere like in the middle third of the season, which third. is when I stopped watching it. And like, there's a thing where like, <laughs> that's such a good call. Where, where the, 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 like they, they, Barge into the bo- boss's office and he's like, "How dare you walk in while I'm eating my Subway chicken teriyaki sub? <laughs> Only four ninety nine in Subway. <laughs> what is going on?" Rivaled, by the way, by Bones uh, when they are driving in the in her Prius. There is a genuine Toyota Prius ad in several episodes of Bones where it's like. Wait, you didn't look at the rearview mirror. Well, do you see that it has this camera that'll show me? And it's integra- it's just her and Angel having this damned conversation that you're like, holy crap, I take it I got a DVR for no reason so that now I cannot skip a Toyota commercial in the middle of this. It's been, oh, you're going to drive in your new Toyota Prius. That's well, one of one of the most I mean, I don't remember the exact situation, so but there's something along the lines of a scene in Chuck where a bomb is like deactivated because <laughs> teriyaki chicken sauce like drips. <laughs> and the, and then, the thing is, it kind of made the show better. Well, because it was it was so, so bizarre anyway. And when they made Chuck into this giant hero, yeah, I was like, oh, now they're going to have to make the sidekick guy into an into, into the nerd who needs to be made into a hero. I loved the first three seasons yeah. when he was the giant nerd, and then the super fox lady was the super fox lady, and then all was her well and I were born on the exact same day. Really? Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Pretty cool. Well done, well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's got the greatest, like, longest name of all. She is one of. She's like one of those distractingly good-looking people that are occur in in Los Angeles sometimes when you're out, and then all of a sudden someone is so good-looking you're like, I don't even know how to talk to you. Yeah, because it's just genuinely distracting. Celebrities are weird. Like that's what's weird about celebrities. Like I, even a regular celebrity, when you see them, you're like, oh. Like I saw we saw, Ma- we saw Busy Phillips yesterday. Oh yeah, we saw we met Busy Phillips yesterday. It was Who's pretty- Busy Phillips? Um, Kim <laughs> Kelly yeah. from uh, Freaks and Geeks. Okay, there you go. Um, but no, a show I saw- I've never seen. Oh my though. god. What? I know it. Did I do that to you for yeah, sure? I know, I, know. I didn't. I know you were oh, very I'm, respectable. And, and, but I'll tell you something. I, I should see Freaks and Geeks because I had Josh Weinstein on. I, I wasn't saying that like to judge you. I was saying that in excitement that at that, some point you may someday get I'll to get experience. to see it. Because I, I didn't see it for a long time. Right. I, I, I would How like, many episodes are there? There's 22, one season. Yeah. Okay, just one season. Yeah, one season. All right, and it's a high school... Um, it's it's about it's a dramedy. It's a little dramedy. Uh, half hour or an hour? Hour. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's the most. It's one of my favorite. Yeah. It's it's a, in it's my a, top. It's a one favorite shows. Good. <laughs> what about Pushing Daisies? Huh? I How haven't great seen was that. that? Pushing that. Daisies, super fun. Huh. Yeah, and weird and awesome. Wait, but, I want to say return just that I was about to yeah. say that one time I saw Matthew Perry on the street, who is yeah. not a person that I think of as being particularly handsome because he's always surrounded by movie stars and right, like, right. TV stars, or whatever. That dude is so handsome. Just <laughs> like in real life. Yeah, I was just like, whoa. Look at that dude! And then I was like, "Oh, it's Matthew Perry." <laughs> also, I also would like to spend one more second 
just <laughs> making it official that I am bullying Aham into watching Firefly so that I can... Because this is so irritating to me. It's been going on for like a well, year. Don't start with the first one. Start with the second one. Yeah, the well, way they the way they did it. the first one has that flashback to the war. Yeah, yeah. And the first one I think is the train robbery, right? The great train. Yeah, robbery? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Train robbery one's good. Because yeah. do you like an action movie at all? Did you see Looper? Oh, we just uh, saw it yesterday. We just saw it yesterday. I just saw it yesterday as well. This isn't going to come out for three weeks, and uh, <laughs> so I, people could, of course, skip the next two minutes. I because I, I often write reviews of movies. You get. That was my introduction to Lindy West, by the way. Oh, Sex really? in the City 2. Oh, you, yeah. Which blew my freaking mind. Oh, thanks. Oh, my God. I, 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 I will link it because it was so funny and so smart and so true. And I read it after I had written mine, which was also very funny and uh, and very full of rage. I will when go yours read yours. was uh, funnier and more full of rage. <laughs> and I, I had a like, lot of rage. There was so much. I couldn't... Um, the My favorite line from my own, which was, you know how that game in Sex and the City, which which one would you be? And, and yeah. Which, which character in Sex <laughs> yeah. and the City would you be? In Sex and the City 2, it decided that I would be the Arab guy that gets her, Samantha, arrested. <laughs> totally. that, would be, that would be the character I would be. Because yeah. she was a foul piece of work that needed to be incarcerated. <laughs> like, we're supposed to think that those people sitting at the restaurant, when she's like, like well, massaging like, that guy's penis, yeah. that those people are like, a, a real stick in the mud. Oh, man. Yeah, what a stick in the mud that you want to fillet that hookah. <laughs> and, uh, I'm like, yeah, get out. <laughs> get the fuck out. Like, right. I'm going to be like, oh, these these conservative, yeah. like, these, Arabs. These horrible secular Arabs <laughs> who can't possibly... And what I like was that Dubai said that she couldn't do it. Oh, the, really? Right. It was something like, yeah, Morocco. I wish Morocco would have agreed. Oh, yeah. Because Dubai, Dubai said that they wouldn't film it, that they wouldn't allow her to film it. And then they're wandering around in those burkas, and then underneath it, they're all wearing couture. Yeah. And you're like, they might be dressed up underneath there, but they're not wearing feather boas, you weirdo. <laughs> it's 118 degrees outside. <laughs> I went to Riyadh, and, uh, and, and I had to wear an abaya and a headscarf to go out to lunch. And, uh, <laughs> We went to this Turkish restaurant, and there was the men's entrance, and then there was the family entrance, and we all went to the family entrance, and there was the weirdest taxidermy of weird Western animals that had all been stuffed and then shoved into a diorama. There was a fox, <laughs> a giraffe, and, uh, and a deer, and they were all in this, and there was a little boy who was with his mom who was also He there. wasn't stuffed in the diorama. He was not. He was a little boy just looking at it, and okay. I looked at him, and I went, weird, Right. Weird. And I'm just wearing a headscarf and a bay looking exactly like my grandmother when she got off the boat in 1919. And and he just looked at me, and I don't know, I think he spoke English, because he just, he he wandered over to his mom, and he was like, look how crazy, I mean, he said it in Arabic, but uh, he was like, Look how crazy that diorama is. <laughs> I felt like I had helped. Yeah. Because uh, I don't care wh- what country you're in. Yeah, that no, diorama's it's... fucked up. <laughs> no, that's not all right. <laughs> I don't like I don't like taxidermy. It's I've never weird. had a taxidermy dork on. I suppose I could uh, I, I could be open minded. I could be open to hearing it. Why, I mean, why do you like it? I just can't imagine that someone into taxidermy is that entertaining to talk to. You'd be surprised <laughs> when people when people go off on the, their thing. You know, you're yeah. just like because there's like I didn't like baseball, and Greg Proops talked about baseball from the Civil War to 1938, and he only talked about personalities, and it was fascinating. Hmm. Guess who? I won't watch a I, if if I am forced to watch a game of baseball on the television, I feel like I've I've lost a bet. It isn't fun for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I tried to do an experiment this year where I tried to make myself like baseball. Mm-hmm. I was like, can I do it? And I tried to blog about it. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I did, I made it through like four blog posts. <laughs> I watched like two games and I was like, uh, and the only, games, yeah, that's kind of, I didn't Who really was pay. playing the, the Seattle Mariners? Well, we, I, we, I started with the Dodgers because we, we were still, LA, I was still sorry. living here. Oh, okay. So we went to, we went to a game at Dodger Stadium in which it rained. I was like, really? Los oh, Angeles? Wow. Thanks. Weird. Yeah. And Aham spilled beer all over himself. So then we left. <laughs> and then, um, uh, I went, I watched. Were you sitting in the bleachers? Because live is better. Yeah, I mean, it would have been really fun if it. I had... don't know. It's live better. Because think... the thing is, the when you watch it at home, you can just turn it off <laughs> whenever you want. Yeah, right. There is parking and driving. Yeah, and yeah. Getting there and, and then now we're in Dodger Stadium, and, and there's it's forty dollars worth of popcorn and sodas and beers and whatever. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I liked watching it live. But you know what? We never watched the game. We would go every year for Little League, and we would just have water fights. 
And that was really, we never watched the game. Yeah, it seems like if yeah. you go with like a bunch of your friends and it's just like a social thing. Yeah. I mean, this was like, I was like, I have to go for work. And then <laughs> there was like no one else at the game. Like it was, the stadium was empty. It was the one rainy day of the year. It was cold year. and we were just sitting there it's and weird, then like, cold baseball. no one did anything interesting and then we left early. But, <laughs> but no, but the part of this project that I actually liked was, was reading about old-timey baseball. Like, I, okay. I, I researched the history of the Dodgers, which was super interesting, and there was, like, really funny, weird old shit. What was your favorite anecdote that you learned? Because you can't just introduce a gun into the plot and then oh, give me I know, nothing. I know. Well, what was that thing? So the the Dodgers, um, like, in their early days before, <laughs> they, they, before they moved to L.A. Before they moved to L.A., they had all these... <laughs> my favorite part was, like, the nicknames <laughs> for the team. Yeah. Because they were, they were called, like, you know, like, the Doodahs. <laughs> like and they're oh, like, where are they really, before here? There some they were in Brooklyn. Okay. Oh, and it was like Dodgers. Uncle Ping Pong and the <laughs> Uncle <laughs> Uncle Daffy. Oh yeah, the, it was Uncle Daffy. Uncle Daffy was and the, the like the, the Wacky Brigade or something. I, I forget stuff like that. I like stuff like that. Yeah, Weird. yeah, that's um, hilarious. And, well, and just the the name is from the Trolley Dodgers. Oh, yeah. It's like you had to just yeah, like, they were was, actually named after trolley dodging. Yeah, so you didn't get hit by you right, didn't right. get murdered by a. Uh, it's an actual. I vaguely, yeah. for some steampunky reason, know that. Yeah. It feels like there ought to be a dirigible about. Yeah, that's the tro- what they, they the were. They were the Brooklyn trolley dodgers. And, okay, and then they just all right. Shortened it to dodgers. Because I remember yeah. when the Lakers moved here, which is a which is another sporting event that I can't. I like to watch the last two minutes of a basketball game because I feel like oh, then I'm going to find out who wins. Ah. And uh, and there's there's good there's good sporting. I can watch basketball. I like the documentaries where they. Talk about like I just watched it yesterday. They talk about like good basketball games, and they like because it's like I just want yeah, I just want like an exciting game. I don't want to watch a regular basketball. Yeah, that documentary we watched yesterday was fantastic. Reggie Miller versus the New York Knicks was the name of the documentary. Reggie Miller versus the New York Knicks. Yeah, even if you're not a basketball person, it was it's super entertaining. Also, Reggie Miller, most entertaining basketball player. When did he play? Uh, He retired in 2005. And he, who did he play for? The Indiana Pacers. All right. And it was an exciting... Yeah, well, so it's all about, first of all, Reggie Miller's sister, Cheryl. Yeah, one of the greatest... Is one of the greatest female basketball players of all time. Okay. Gold, and, gold medal winning. Yeah, and like she basically just like crushed Reggie Miller for his whole life. And everyone was like, haha, you're not even as good as your sister. And then he even like followed him into the NBA wow. where people would just chant Cheryl at him. Like... <laughs> Um, Dude, I know, I know, and <laughs> she's so in the documentary, great. and she's super awesome. And then there, he gets so the the Pacers. It's the Pacers versus the Knicks in the finals. In like, well, it wasn't the finals. It was in, it was in the playoffs. They, the playoffs. Yeah. When what year? I don't know. In the in the nineties, sometime. Yeah. Anyway, and there was just this huge. So then, <laughs> I don't. I wish that spoiler alert. But All right. Well, it. so so Reggie Miller. I was also working while this was on, so I wasn't totally paying attention. But he gets into I've this actually sort of, seen it like three times. He gets into this like rivalry. That's your you like this this the minutia of what is happening behind something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, he gets into this like weird rivalry with Spike Lee. Okay, who's there supporting the Knicks? And then Reggie Miller just like goes crazy because he's so mad at Spike Lee for being such a dick. Yeah, that he He'll- just starts like. He just wins the game. He They'll, just wins. Like Spike Lee will like make fun of them because they're like a hundred points behind yeah. with a minute to go, and then Reggie Miller, I'm mad. I'm gonna score a hundred points right now. And he and just really- dominates, and he just crushes yeah. it. There's literally there's a, a point where all he needed was Spike Lee to yeah. be a jackass. There's a point yeah. where he literally like on his own scores six points in two and a half seconds. Right. Two and a half seconds on the clock. Six points. Wow. They're six points behind <laughs> with twenty seconds left in the game. <laughs> he so- ties it with. He ties it just in two and a half seconds. Yeah, just by himself. Yeah, it was great. It yeah. was great. And then they interview Spike Lee in the documentary, and it's hilarious. And he's like <laughs> so grumpy about it. And then, but and, yeah. and of course, he compares everything to slavery. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's like, I went to NB. I mean, I went to Indiana. Never and, been like, to a Klan rally, but right, I, I can tell that old stadium wanted to hang me. And it's like, okay, okay, I'm not <laughs> making any kind of a. I, but I don't want to belittle like, the history of your yeah. people. All of the in dudes the on the Pacers are are also black. People. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, I'm not saying that that means that the Indiana fans aren't racist because they probably are. No offense, Indiana. Now I'm just offending everyone. But yeah. you know what I mean. I've uh, had good times in Indiana. I'm good I don't know. Indiana. I don't know why you hate Indiana so much. I don't. I, I, don't I love Indiana. Indiana and the people of Indiana. If anyone are, shut up. Um, a, no, but I guess I've driven through northern Indiana. It's genuinely unattractive. I, I, I uh, but Bloomington, Indiana. Bloomington is amazing. I, I played a music festival. I played a music festival. Doing the comedy attic. 
Yeah, I've heard good things about that club. It's a great club, and uh, they also my favorite thing about Bloomington, Indiana, is that they have a row of houses that they've turned into ethnic restaurants. Yeah, one of my favorite one is an Indian restaurant that is very there, lovely. There's, I believe, hmm. an Afghan restaurant. In Bloomington. I have been really. to that Afghan yeah. restaurant. I so enjoyed that good. a great deal. Why uh, do you know so much about Bloomington? Uh, okay, because I I was on tour and we played a music festival in Bloomington. Right, which one? At, uh, the Lotus Festival. Oh, very nice. And it was the way that they treat. Artists is like, like kings. They pit, there was a limo at the airport that picked us up. Right. Like it was just, it was great. Uh, but there was no alcohol in the limo, so it was kind of just a long car. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's how that's how limo, limos are. I'm unmoved by limos now. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like really tiny, just a little thing of M and M's that may have been touched by. <laughs> yeah. Also, then, so much like forced scooching in a limo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, you guys, it's been an hour. I just want to tell you that it's already passed, and uh, we barely scratched the surface of dragons. I know. I was going to talk about my emotional problems. <laughs> uh, right. Like, feminism. We uh, were going to discuss the political nature of fantasy versus science fiction. Now There's no one a, will ever know. But uh, but they will, because we'll have you on again, and uh, it'll be super fun. Uh-huh. Thank you so much for also being on the show. Thank and This you. is a treat. This was Thank a, you a bonus. Very nice you are a treat. Oh. Thank you very much. And thanks for listening, Americans and those of the world. Citoyen du monde. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?